1: Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tansel and My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. your
0: local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNs.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk. About uh, one week before winter time officially comes, I think we've uh, got a taste of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> a week? How about a minute? Well, no, 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 no. no. Okay. No. I mean, I said officially. Okay. In the December the twenty-first. you have an no educator. Idea. You should remember when. The- I
3: do know what time the sun set today, though, because I read it in the morning paper we got seven you more days.
2: <laughs> the days will shorten up a little bit more, and then the, the shortest day of the year of daylight will be, I think, a week from day th- 21st, I believe, is right. It's
3: right around Chris- Christmas. You're right. It, and that, that, That's close.
2: Well, yeah, there's your weather report. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, in the world of sports, things are mm. a, b- a bit on the crazy side. Uh, I could ask you the question, how long will WGNS Radio be carrying Braves baseball? And the, the trick of that is, will the Braves still be the Braves after the Cleveland Indians have announced that they will no longer be the Indians?
3: Well, it's just a matter of time. Now, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I don't know when uh, or that I'm for it or against it or anything else, but I am I am saying I think it's just a matter of time.
2: Well, I think so too. And, you know, I, I, can, I can find some reason for some things to maybe be disregarded as being offensive. I don't see Indians being offensive at all. I mean, I, but – it is, I guess, and and off we go. I, I wonder how the Cleveland people will respond, and how the Atlanta people will, people will respond to that. When when, it, as you say, it's a matter of time, I think, before that happens.
3: Well, of course, Major League Baseball. I, I don't I don't know if they are working behind the scenes, or at all on this. I don't have any idea. I haven't. I did hear about it, but I haven't read anything about it. But if somebody is deciding and has decided, evidently somebody in authority, that Indians is offensive, then surely Braves is too. Oh, yes. I mean, I don't see how you can get around that. Now, I don't happen to necessarily think that either one of them is offensive, but maybe
2: they are. Well, I'm, I'm with you. Braves in my mind, whatever Geiger whatever meter I've got going on, Braves might be more offensive to me than just Indians. Indians seem awfully generic. Braves sound like a good thing. But as you say, it, what you and I think doesn't matter, and uh, it's kind of like the Redskins, maybe, maybe that was that, uh, by the way, have you, you're the Washington fan. Have you got the new Washington hat, the Washington, no names?
3: <laughs> Is there a way really Football.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've seen the sweatshirts,
3: uh, Washington football team. I do not have any of that material. No. And have
2: they called you about what and they need to name the Washington. They name. have
3: not asked me. No, I, uh, but I'd be glad to work on a committee if the salary is <laughs> <laughs> suitable. But I, I tell you what, being—I know you—we're—we're we're being flippant here, but we're also kind of serious, really, about about this. Really, sure. And I don't know how far you're going to take this. Um, society is going to take this. I, but I will say this: if those things are offensive, okay, all right, what, whatever you, whatever the society says, okay. Well, we're going to have to, uh, to change a bunch of names across the state of Tennessee sure. in schools. I can think of three in Rutherford County right now that are going to have to be changed. And what, what about streets? And uh, just I'm trying to say this is a
2: slippery slope.
3: Go out to, to Reeves-Rogers and look around Reeves-Rogers School at the streets right behind MTSU. They're all Indian names. We're going to change all those? We're going to change Warrior Drive, Black Fox, Barfield Braves, Riverdale Warriors. Oh, dear, my goodness, it's going to be a riot. I mean, this can go on forever. And uh, states, we're going to have to change Oklahoma. It means red people. Does it really? Yes, it does. That's got to go. I mean, and I'm sure there are others. I'm, and there are plenty of
2: places. It is a slippery slope. Yes, sure. and
3: I don't know. What, I don't know how to attack any of that. He says we have a call. I, I don't
2: know. Yes, I, I we have a call. We got a call. Let's take it then. Welcome in. How's it going, team? Well, it's all right. You got to
4: I just want to tell you how I was. I was seeing something down the about the Indians and they said they were gonna be the Indians through the twenty twenty one.
2: Correct, yeah they're gonna they're, they're gonna leave the next
4: year. But they did say too I was reading something about it and they said the owner of the team and the commissioner wanted to keep the name, they said. That they wanted to keep it. That they wanted to still be the Indians, they said. Well, I'm I sure there's
2: a lot don't. of folks that did want to keep the, the name Indians. I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't read up on it yet to see exactly where that, how the decision was made and why it was made and and, and whatever. But uh, uh, there's no question. There's, there's lots of folks that want to keep the Redskins as the name in Washington. Wouldn't Jeff? Oh yes. And a lot of Indian Definitely. fans, and a lot of Braves fans want to keep it the same. But uh, so I don't. I don't know enough about it to to really give much background on it.
4: Yeah, I don't know too much either. I just, just read where they're gonna at least be in through the through next year at least, and I'll decide after that, you know, what uh, what they're gonna do. But Jeff, I do want to ask you, Jeff, how do you feel about the how do you feel about the Washington football team being in the first place in the NSC? if They got chances, playoffs.
3: We had them all the way. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> a, <laughs>
2: Put your money on the Washington football team.
3: Not a problem. I I'm expecting Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I just, want, I just want to say, too, guys. I, I know it's kind of a big week for you know to this is a little bit of the women's game. Yes, bass. I hope they pulled out they didn't. Of course, they played Thursday night, and of course, Wednesday night. Kermit comes back. Of course, there won't be any fans in the in the stands, but uh, I'm hoping Middle can be competitive with Ole Miss. I don't know if they can or not, but I'm hoping they can be. They got a couple wins under their belt, so I'm hoping they can be competitive. And I know y'all are going to talk about that. And I'll just hang up, listen, and enjoy the show. Appreciate
2: it. All right, thank you so much. Yeah, we we're going to get into Middle Tennessee right after this break. Uh, we'll finish up this conversation on Indians baseball or whatever we want to do. Jeff's got something else he wants to share. I
3: yeah, I, well, yeah, I just wanted to say that the. The uh, the National Football League and 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 division the Redskins and so forth not not even the Redskins are they um, w- Washington won a big game this week the Eagles won yesterday yeah, beat the, Saints, and the, and the Giants went out and beat Seattle at Seattle they're,
2: they're all sandbagging
3: I mean we don't want to be laughed at anymore. <laughs>
2: Even what though is, we're all is, terrible, what is the record of the Washington football team that, that leads the East Division of the National?
3: Uh, uh, Are they five and nine? Okay, five and five and eight.
2: I knew it was a losing record by two or three games. I didn't yeah. know because it was just kind of like who's going to who's eventually going to stand up and take the spot, even though they don't. Necessarily deserve it. I guess if you win the spot, you win the spot, right?
3: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, m- my grandson told me last night. I we were talking about it. and I said, "Well, w- Washington will have a winning record. We're going to win out." And he said, "Well, if you win out, you'll only be eight and eight. You're not going to have a winning record." So I think that's
2: correct. But I think he's right. If they do that, you have to get the host the first round playoff. That game, is
3: correct. As <laughs> which is exactly what <laughs> we deserve.
2: Actually,
3: six and seven. Oh, we're
2: six and six and seven. Six and seven. Oh wow, they're. They this may is, push 500. Don't this is tall cotton right here. <laughs> All right, Jeff, let's take a break. When we come back, we do know what we'll to talk about in Middle Tennessee and uh, other college football and/or basketball things that are taking place in the state. And anything else on your mind? Eight nine three fourteen fifty. Give us a call. We'll be right back.
1: Hello again. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at
6: 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. I'm Larry Magid with the Connect Safely Report. Regular users of Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, and other social media networks know all about influencers, people who have so many followers that companies are often willing to pay them money to promote products or services. They're supposed to disclose compensation, but not all do. As a social media user, you should know that not every recommendation you see from an influencer is necessarily coming from a sincere belief in that product. But some influencers may not have as much influence as it seems. CNET reports that scammers are using bots to create fake accounts and are charging some so-called influencers for fake engagements that inflate their apparent value to advertisers. Bottom line, while it's nice to know the opinion of people you respect, take what you read from social media influencers with a grain of salt and do some homework before following their advice. With the Connect Safely report, I'm Larry Maggid for CBS News. All Sports Talk on News Radio
0: WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk. Jeff Jordan brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collins for, for your financial uh, needs. You heard Jeff uh, Lee on the report just a little while ago right here on WGNS. Speaking of money, we were talking off air, Jeff. The, uh, th- the three coaches—Will Muschamp at South Carolina, uh, Vanderbilt's coach, Auburn's coach—Malzahn, uh, fifty million dollars or more for those three coaches to buy out. It—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's hard for even me, a sports fan, to comprehend that.
3: Well. <clears throat> I, I'm not a party to that, of course. I I, uh, I I think to have a buyout that expensive, I think that's way way out of line.
2: Yeah. I I, I well, just we're f- talking twenty one million. We th- we here at Auburn. Yeah. We're here uh, seventeen million at South Carolina. what that leave another $12, twelve thirteen million at Vanderbilt? Something like that, I guess. And.
3: I believe those three contracts were relatively new. They they weren't signed 10 years ago. They, they're Correct. relatively new. Well, Must have for sure. He's not uh, been in South Carolina, what, three or four years. Well, M- Mason was signed, uh, I think, last spring. They extended his contract with a raise. Um, I believe that was just last year, within the last 12 months anyway. And I- I'm not deciding whether that was – the proper thing to do or not? I, I will say this, and you're really talking about the, the money, and I, un- I understand that um, it deserves considerable conversation. And I do not see how this can continue. By the way, uh, uh, nationwide offering these huge contracts to coaches and then act like that you're never going to fire them, which is ridiculous, or they're never going to leave, which is ridiculous. Look at Kiffin. Sure, I mean, you know he was he signed ten-year contract. He'd gone in two years. Um, but I, I think, that, and I don't know who Vanderbilt's going to sign. I know what was what was said earlier today, who they were going to sign, and maybe you want to get into that. Maybe you don't. But th- they fired Mason when when they fired him. His next game was supposed to be UT. Yes. Supposed to be yes. at that time, and he's beaten UT the last three of the last four times he's played them. Yeah. But they chose that week to fire him, which I found very unusual. But Anyway,
2: Well, the timing of that, Jeff, has to be that you've got to be able to get out in front of it, sure. beat the guy to the next coaching hire before four or five other people are searching for the same guy, and to try to save the best they can for the recruiting class, which is now the early signing period, which is here in December, is critical. Uh, more and more kids are signing in December than they are in springtime, and so uh, they kind of you hate to go into the signing period and not know who your coach is. Yes, that is absolutely correct.
3: And, and Vanderbilt hopefully is looking toward the, uh, toward the future. Um, but, but, you know, Tim, I know we've, we've talked about this. I've talked about it in, uh, on, on this show before, and I'm not by myself. Vanderbilt has got so many areas that they need to look at and improve and get busy on instead of just talking it to death over decades not just years or seasons or coaches or athletic directors, which, by the way, they don't have. Yeah, they do officially. Not officially. Not an athletic director. Uh, I, I
2: know. Okay, is that is that not her title now? No, I don't think so. But I know that uh, David Williams had a different title, maybe vice president for something else. Blah 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 blah. I've never. You you could be right. If on paper it may say something besides AD, but that's what she is. Now well, they're going to have to. Uh, I think they they're coming. Uh, Pretty soon,
3: with a, a, an improve, improve the facilities um, plan. Sure. I think that's coming very quick.
2: Well, you know, one of the issues that Middle Tennessee has here, Jeff, is facilities. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. hopes to make a, a big splash with the. the we were presented uh, back, what, two years ago a, a new entrance to the Murphy Center and, into the stadium and this, that, and the other. And you got to have the money to be able to do that, and that's not that's not there. People tell me, and I think they're probably right, Vanderbilt has the money if they choose to use it that way. Now, the academia would say, no, we don't need to use $300, $300 million on athletics. Right? right. You've got $300 million to spend. Let's spend it on the rest of the campus. We're an academic school. We're not a football school. So you're going to get arguments on both sides, and there's a reason Vanderbilt hasn't done it before, Jeff, is, and that would be the reason why. The powers that be are saying it's more important. Most schools in SEC don't. Most schools in SEC say it's more important to have a good football program. The highest paid individual at all these schools, Jeff, is the head football coach. Not the president, right? Right. Not the provost, not not the dean of whatever. They're all football coaches. and So you have to get your priorities in place. And here in Ohio State and Southern Cal and Texas, the uh, priority is football. Well...
3: I haven't noticed that Vanderbilt minds sharing in the money when Alabama or Tennessee or Florida or all of them go to a bowl game. Sure. They don't mind that money. So I don't know. There's some hypocrisy here, I think.
2: Well, let's leave that subject alone. we got enough on our plate here in Murfreesboro to take care of the Blue Raiders who are – not with without fans, not because you and I don't have tickets and other people, Jeff. We just can't can't go. It's unfortunate that that's the case because it's it's really hard for me to find myself excited about the season or unexcited about the season. Either way, without being able to go and see the games. And uh, the Lady Raiders are zero and three. They've lost three very tough close games. I think they're going to be all right at the end of the day, but I, they are zero and three right now. The guys are what two and three. Yeah. And as I say, it's those are not records. First of all, to get excited about. But even at that, I would be more excited if I was able to go. And 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 I'm not blaming anybody at the university at all. I think they're they're making the, maybe the right call. But it's very difficult on a fan to be able to keep engaged. Well, I think I said this last week, and
3: uh, and I, I think MTSU did really just everything that they could do to 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 make this a fan possible seasons and basketball, and 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 it fell through, and it, and that was, as you just said, bad as I hate to admit it, probably the right call. We, we probably shouldn't be there. That's probably right. Now, everything MTSU is preventing people are doing everywhere, seemingly, but um, uh, I, I think that was the right thing to do. And I have I've been I, I, I follow it the Mercer Post, and, and my grandson has covered some games. I've talked to him a little bit about the teams and various players and so forth, and it looks like to me that it's, uh, it's worth going to see. It, 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 very competitive teams, sure. both of them. Um, so maybe we'll get to go after Christmas, but right now we can't go until at least January, and I don't know that anything's going to
2: change. That's correct. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a buddy of mine that was planning to come up Wednesday night for, for from Oxford for the Ole Miss game. And we talked a, a week ago or so. I said, as of right now, we can't go through Saturday night. They tell us that by weekend, they'll let us know about the next two games, which would be Ole Miss. So I said, I'm not sure we're going to get to go, but that's where we're at. And and I, at that point, point in time, felt pretty comfortable that we weren't going to be able to go. And as you say, it's not getting better here. It's not getting worse here a lot, but it's certainly not getting any better here. I don't know anything's going to change in January. Well, I was I was looking forward to, to doing two things. I was looking forward
3: to going over and applauding uh, Kermit Davis when they uh, announced sure. his name, sure, and then I was looking forward to trying to beat him. Yes, uh, either one of the, both of those things would have been a lot of fun, I think, um, but um, doesn't look like that's going to happen. But they are going to play, so you can listen to Chipper,
2: Jeff. What's interesting about that? I talked talk to my brother, and we'll take a break about the, that game. He said, "Oh." you got your old coach coming back in town. I said, well, that's right. I said, well, he's doing you a favor. I said, no, that contract was signed four years ago. <laughs> you know, we played down to Ole Miss. We played in, in Nashville at the, right. at the arena there last year at Ole Miss and a home game here. So it's a four-year contract, and that was signed. If you remember right, the first year of that contract, Kermit went down to Ole Miss and beat <laughs> them about a lot. To, well, I, I was listening to it, and it, in disbelief, 48 to 22 or something like that was the score at one point in time. It was a whole lot to a whole little. Well, I think Kermit, I believe,
3: I think, will always have deep respect for people that are here. Sure, I do, and, too. And I watched him coach, and he was here many years, I guess the longest tenure of any coach we ever had.
2: Well, he was here 15, and, 16 years, I think. Mean. Yeah,
3: and um, very well-liked individual. Um, and and we've had some battles with him um, and uh, and I would have looking forward to another one, but I don't guess it's going to happen, but at least I'm not going to be able to watch it. Well, it's going to happen.
2: It just, it'll happen in a vacuum, so to speak. <laughs> and, and don't you think it's tough on the players too, Jeff? I mean, sure. it, it, how difficult it is to keep those batteries charged game after game after game without fans in the stands. I think it's tougher on basketball than it would be football, if you were me. The football are so far removed from the fans anyway. They've got the helmet on anyway. Basketball, I think, really gets his energy from that, more so than maybe football does. A football player may tell me different.
5: That Ole Miss game Wednesday night will be on CBS Sports Network. Well, we all right. Okay. How am I
3: going
2: to listen to Chipper then? You know. Uh, well, you could
3: turn the volume
5: hey, down.
2: I, he can tell you that there's a there is a app that you can oh, you can okay. do that with. And I'm not they sync it up. And I, I'm not that smart to know. But there is a, such an app. If you got a smart young man at your house like uh, Jake. Wait a minute. <laughs> you assuming I can't do that? I would pay serious money. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be done. Okay. As opposed to turning down the sound and having your little radio here to the side. <laughs> which, which means one of them is going to be 15 seconds ahead or behind, right? That's our, our two or three minutes in the case of some games, yes. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm told that there's a way to sync that up. So you got 48 hours to make that happen. Well, I'm, I'll just listen to Chipper. I'll be I'll be happy. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Well, Chip Walters is going to come up and he's going to tell us, tell us all about the Brew Raiders right after this on All Sports Talk. folks. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Join me every Friday for a new episode of my podcast exclusively on WGNSradio.com.
1: Good afternoon. It's busy out here on 24 East. Coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford. Pretty much on schedule. Stop and go out here up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Just busy where you would expect up and down. Memorial passing the airport to cater your next holiday party. Coming up, call Prince's Hot Chicken or go online. princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up Pro, here's
0: what you've been missing.
5: You had a day off in... <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: miss the wake-up Pro. what John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr.
5: Haney,
0: here on News Radio, WGNS. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417, and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when Home and Auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615 893 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto.
1: You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Options. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time, show your true blue, Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance.
2: Your full service insurance agent. 390 8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance. 390 8476. All sports talk on
0: News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: It is now time for Chip Walters in the Blue Raider Inside
5: Report. Chip, take it away well good afternoon everybody and let's start with basketball it's going to be a busy week for Middle Tennessee and it started off over the weekend and on the men's side redshirt junior Jordan Davis stepped up when Middle Tennessee needed a spark to get a win on Saturday the Blue Raiders now two and three watched what was at one time an 18 point lead over Covenant dipped to nine early in the second half that's when Davis took over shooting 10 of his game high 22 points in the last 12 minutes to build an 80 or 76 57 victory as has been in In case just about every game this season, the Blue Raiders suffered through a few stretches in the game where they struggled to shoot the ball. The Blue Raiders started by hitting just one of their first eight shots from the field while finding a better shooting touch in the first half, then suffered an 0-7 for stretch a little more than three minutes early into the second half. Covenant cut Middle Tennessee's lead to 48-39 with 12 one left in the second half when Davis took control of the offense. He scored eight of the Raiders' next nine points to help lead the Blue and White on a 12-2 run and essentially put the game out of reach. Now, Middle Tennessee turns their attention to the Ole Miss Rebels. Former Blue Raider coach Kermit Davis will bring his team into the Murphy Center on Wednesday night. Game time is 7 o'clock. Again, no fans will be allowed into the building due to COVID-19 restrictions. The uh, the Blue Raiders and Ole Miss have been playing for some time now, and uh, last year the game took place down in Oxford. So it'll be interesting uh, on Wednesday night when Middle and Ole Miss go at it again. We'll talk more about it more in depth tomorrow. Also, a reminder, even though there are no fans allowed, you can help virtually pack Murphy Center for the game with Ole Miss. The athletic department hosting a virtual ticket sellout, benefiting the Blue Raider Athletic Association to help mitigate revenue shortfalls and unanticipated expenses related to the COVID-19 pandemic and reduced arena capacity restrictions. These virtual tickets are valued at $10 each and will be a donation to the Blue Raider Athletic Association. All right, let's turn to women's basketball. Middle Tennessee put forth another solid effort but suffered a tough 83-77 loss at TCU Sunday afternoon in Fort Worth. Trailing 79-77 in the closing seconds, the Lady Raiders went for the win with Aislinn Haynes firing a three-pointer from the left wing, but her attempt was just off the mark with seven seconds remaining. TCU converted a pair of free throws and scored on a breakaway layup at the buzzer to account for the final points of the game. The game was uh, tightly contested throughout and middle was in position for a road win after Hayes nailed a three-pointer to tie the game at 72. Now the Blue Raiders will be back at home on Thursday night as they play host to the Troy Lady Trojans. That will be on the Blue Raider Network. And for her efforts, Anastasia Hayes has been named the Conference USA Player of the Week after putting together two dynamic performances in which she averaged a double-double and nearly averaged a triple-double. All that information can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. Also coming up on Wednesday, it will be football's December signing period. It will open. The Blue Raiders not expected to sign more than five or six in this early period. Most schools, it's kind of a hands-off and -and wait-and-see type thing, waiting to see how the trend portal is going to open up. And also don't forget that none of these teams have had a chance to see any of the high school players in person. So while the last couple of years, the December signing period has been much bigger than February, it looks like it's going to be a role reversal this year, a lighter period in December and more heavy on signing in February. All right, that's it for this afternoon. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow. Thank you, Chip.
2: As you, some of you might have noticed, we sh- shifted horses in the middle of the stream. We had a wrong report up uh, from about what about two weeks ago, I guess. Well, but we're big go. on reruns here at WGNs. we <laughs> are <or> everywhere, actually. <laughs> yeah. So just just a uh, truce advertising kind of thing, right there, Jeff. Let's go ahead and take a break since we've eaten up a few extra minutes here. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450.
2: Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. You're listening to All Sports Talk on this Monday. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan with you as we go through the uh, great things in sports. Jeff, we rarely talk six-man football in this show. You know you know why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know if any six-man football teams. In the state of Tennessee, don't we play seven-man football here, some of them, some schools? Uh, in the state, yes, yes. but I, I do not know where. Members, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Why would we talk about 6A football, six-man football? I don't know. Why would in we? In Texas, the state champions of six-man football, they dropped down because they, their attendance had dropped so low, is the Texas School for the Deaf, which I thought was a pretty neat story. They scored 50-some-odd points in their championship game, uh, won by – Undefeated season went won by several 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 points every time they played, and Jeff, the whole coaching staff is also deaf. I just think that's a remarkable story. They they snapped the ball based upon a drum beat from the sideline. They hear the vibration, yeah. feel the vibration. I did
3: know that. Where do you find six or seven deaf coaches?
2: Well, I don't know. Uh, Texas is a pretty big place. You know, everything's big in Texas. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer. To that all I know is it's what the, what I heard on the news story I heard today, and I just thought. Is a neat story worth mentioning up. Uh, that uh, those, those congratulations to those kids for sure.
3: No, absolutely. Yes. And
2: by by. First of all, being able to play it's, it's. And Jeff, as you know, we have done so many things educationally to make to allow students or people to do things that they maybe no, or normally wouldn't be able to do. And it, sometimes it's not just school. The uh, medical science has now gotten to the point that. You know, you see people running races that lost legs in Afghanistan, but they're still able to run a marathon, which is just more remarkable.
3: Well, we've had, uh, as you well remember, because you were likely there, well, we, we've had players at the state tournament, high school basketball tournament with one arm. Sure. Um, and I would suggest other, probably other problems as well, um, but it, it is remarkable. And here in the state of Tennessee – which I dearly love. Football is important, and a lot of people like it, and they follow it closely, etc. In Texas, football is a religion. Yeah, right. And seems to be.
2: Seems to be. Stadiums that are bigger and nicer than Floyd Stadium, what I'm told. Yes. I've not seen any of them, but that I'm told that they have million dollars, millions of dollars in the stadium. that's there, so. I'm sure it's not every place, everywhere, but uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff like that in Texas and, and whatever, but anyway, congratulations to them, Jeff, for, for that. Um, high school basketball is on the plate now, as middle school basketball is as well, but uh, tomorrow night, Oakland and Siegel renew their rivalry that took, started back in 2003. I was there for the you first game. You surely the were there. You sure last game, uh, whatever. Uh, boy, Jeff... You, you know this well as I do. In 2003, 2004, 2005, the Siegel-Oakland boys basketball games were something to behold. They were really hard fought, two very good teams, and the students were really into it, sometimes into it more than they, they needed to be, frankly.
3: Perhaps so, but, you know, I, 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 don't, I didn't see them all. I broadcast a bunch of them. Brown Barrett and I did. I, I, I don't think there was any problem. No, but not, th- th- there was a lot of extra enthusiasm. Yes.
2: Yes, there there were some a few verbal sh- shots fired <laughs> across the way that uh, maybe shouldn't have been fired. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: well, this game tomorrow night, uh, five fifty, be on WGNS. I'm sure you, the Brian, I guess, will be there, and WGNS will be there. It's at Siegel, right? At Siegel is what I'm at, told. Siegel at Siegel will host Oakland tomorrow night. And I, uh, I feel like everything will be fine. I, I'm not on the inside, but I, I think we can tell people that that this uh, general basketball season, and that would be just about everywhere in the every county school, is iffy. Yes, and, and from you, day to day. Yeah, day to day, literally day to day. And you might ought to call the school that you're going to for tickets. Find out how to get tickets. It could differ
2: from school to school. Sure, some of them have to be bought online. They yep. won't sell any at the door. Some will be the other way around. So, yeah, you, that's what you need to know if you don't know that for sure already. And make sure they're playing. And what time? Because that can change too, Jeff. Yes, as I was told this weekend, <laughs> game was moved up.
3: Well, one game was canceled and another the girls game was played and two hours early. So, anyway, you better you, you better just be careful. But we do have a number of good
2: teams. And and some really terrific players. I will say this about the siegel Oakland game tomorrow night: if those verbal shots are fired across the gymnasium tomorrow night with the the reduced attendance, I'm guessing that they'll be a little bit more figured out, be able to figure out more who did it than we were able to do back in two thousand three. Boy, I tell you what, I
3: was watching the pro game yesterday, the football game, and and uh, uh, anyway. Boy, there was a blast at one point during that game, and I'm telling you what, it was
2: pretty rough. Not muffled by crowd noise, was no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no cheerleaders need to Jeff, you to coached basketball, of course. Yes, I did. At the high school level and the <laughs> middle school level. Uh, Christmas tournaments, in particular, were the times when – we at Laverne, we had pretty good crowds, especially when we played at Riverdale and Oakland, things like that. But when you play a Christmas tournament, oftentimes there's just not many people in the stands at all. And as a coach, you have to change your your style. Because you simply can't scream and holler and say things or do things that you might do in a normal circumstance. Sometimes you yell and holler because you need to be heard over the crowd. Sometimes you're just frustrated and you do it maybe when you maybe shouldn't have. But that also blends into the crowd. But when you do it in a Christmas tournament with only 25 people in the stands, <laughs> it echoes through at the whole place. You get yourself in trouble real quick. I, I found th- that out the
3: hard way. I believe Ben Cates and I went to uh, Father Ryan one Christmas to see Oakland boys play. Mm-hmm. And there was one parent of an Oakland team there, one parent, one, and Ben and myself. <laughs> Did y'all
2: outnumber the Father Ryan I crowd?
3: Believe, I believe that. There was no Father Well, the Father Ryan wasn't playing in this okay. particular game. It was a tournament. But so you're trying to say there, there was no crowd on the other side either? Nobody there at all. <laughs> and if you'd have yelled something, everybody in the, in the gym could have, well, clearly would have heard you. So. But I fired McCall, Randy King, of course, the Oakland coach did not use bad language at all. So everything was
2: fine. <laughs> Jeff, we talked last week a little bit about the football going into different regions for next year. some teams moving. Stuurch Creek being the notable one here and Coffee County, Warren County, and Cookville all moving out of the region. So the sixteen region with Riverdale, Oakland, Blackman, Stuch Creek, Rockvale, and who am I' leaving out somebody. Everybody in the county but Smyrna and Laverne, which remain in Metro. Basketball is going to four classifications next year, as well as baseball and softball. So I don't think – well, I'm pretty sure it won't affect anybody much with us because our, our schools are all going to be at the highest classification, whatever it happens to be, 3A, 4A. Would, what, do you, what do you think about that
3: move? Well, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, uh, they certainly don't ask me, I, and, I, and I don't like the, the football thing. But, frankly, we had it really good for a long time, you know, where Laverne and Smyrna and Riverdale, we were all in the same region and you could keep up with it and every game was important. And now two of our teams playing out of the county most of the time um, and not playing all the county schools.
2: I didn't, I don't, I don't care
3: for that as much as I did before, the basketball will work out.
2: I would think. Uh, Yeah. I think that'll be fine. Uh, I shouldn't have to think if you want to look it up on TSSAA it's there for for the looking. I haven't looked at the regions yet, but or districts, I should say, for basketball. But pretty comfortable that Rutherford County should be able to hang hang their schools together.
3: Yeah, not, and I'll bring that with me next time I come. I've got it on them. It was in the Marsboro Post, all the new regions in the Middle Tennessee area, um, and uh, um, it's um, well, we don't know about about this year. We really don't know how this is going to work. Uh, how, how, what people are doing and i think you said off mic a minute ago that the attendance um uh was not the same everywhere either or the numbers were Well,
2: there's a there's a there's a in rutherford county there's a limit to how many you can can do and a school principal if they feel like they can't social distance to meet that number and i think it's 30 33 percent but if they look at that and say even that won't get us distance the way we need to they can cut that down so that means you know, at the best, you're going to get, what, four or 500 people in in a game. Right. As opposed to, you know, filling it up. So, um, it, it makes for a different situation. But I mentioned off-air before, as you said, high school basketball attendance has gone down steadily for the last several years. And I'm, I'm sure this has even made it more so because, A, some people don't want to get out at all, no matter what the numbers are there. And, second – this business of, of not knowing when games are going to be played, not being being played, and so forth, takes takes some of the people away from it altogether. Yes. Uh,
3: incidentally, I, I talked to um, Riverdale Boys Coach Michael Voss um, a, a few not long ago, and uh, we were just kicking it around and everything, and he was making some um, predictions. I really like him very much. Um, he uh, a very capable uh, individual, but anyway, we. Uh, he was asking me about the Riverdale Girls Basketball Hall of Fame, and I've since had another call on that. Well, this is this is not our year to do that. We we're every other year, and this was not our year. But uh, I'm not going to do it anyway. So sure. uh, because of the COVID, and the, it would keep the crowd down, and probably right oh yeah and uh and be in january when we do it and so uh, but i'm not sure whether the boys are going to do theirs it is the boys year and i'm not sure that he's going to do that he had not made up his mind last time i talked to him so um this covid thing and we we can kind of we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel it's way way down there but we, we can sort of see it i hope well it, uh, you know it's 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 messed up a lot on of things. the
2: morning news jeff it's a it's just a constant this school's closed, this school's open, this school's closed, this school's open, you know, not only do you have to keep up with it athletically, if you've got a kid in school, you got yeah. to pay attention to make sure that they are not in session at school. Well, and it's
3: really, Tim, I tell you, and I know you're going to jump on board with this, with this comment because it's absolutely the truth. Uh, I'll just keep it to Rutherford County since that's the board that I served on for so long our teachers have done an amazing job i mean it's just it's just phenomenal how they do this and the amount of effort that they have put into trying to reach these children uh every every grade every school it's it's it is remarkable um with with that said teachers even have a An unusual problem because of because they're teachers and that is that they they would like to go in and teach but they've got children too sure many of them and so their children are at home well they want to be with them of course because they're on virtual school maybe maybe not so the teacher teaches from home it's just a problem it just really is for many many people and my my hat if i wore one would be off to our teachers and principals and staff members
2: and another issue that comes up and we can blame it on lots of things but i jeff we've got kids that are not able to 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 make the grades that they need to be making it's very difficult if i'm at home knowing a kid is at home i got you uh knowing that somebody at home that really doesn't have somebody to prompt them on and so forth as a teacher do you like to give a failing grade to someone that's in in that situation that's got to be a tough call to make too i would i would think so and i'm i'm
3: I'm speaking for myself now before we not for the school system anymore but there is there is no i just don't think there's any possible way that the test scores can be what we would like them to be of course not i just don't think it's possible
2: All right, we've got to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up on All Sports Talk right after this.
1: Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open.
5: Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamin Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615 615- 542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates.
1: Good afternoon. It's busy out here on 24 East, coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford. Pretty much on schedule. Stop and go out here up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. And just busy where you would expect up and down Memorial passing the airport. To cater your next holiday party coming up, call Prince's Hot Chicken or go online princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way. Stop it. If you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main Memorial in South Church. All sports talk on News Radio
0: WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Jeff's over here, worried about where he needs to go to dinner tonight. Which restaurants are open or not? I can tell you, a bank that's open—that's First Bank here in Murfreesboro and across the state of Tennessee—they are wide open to take care of all your banking needs. It's good, friendly folks there, who are very competent, beyond competent. That—that that, that didn't sound right, does it? They're professionals in every way, so uh, I recommend them to you. First Bank, one of our fine sponsors. Jeff, um, three or four minutes we got left. Anything on your mind that needs to be brought to light?
3: Vanderbilt is not going to hire Jeff Fisher as their next coach. He was part of the rumor mill when it first started. I
2: thought, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I would think not. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, the possibility of Lee being the coach there. Uh, what's his first name? Defense coordinator at Clark Lee. Clark yeah. Defense coordinator at Notre Dame. Played at no- Vanderbilt 2002 to 2004, which is about the time Middle Tennessee was playing Vanderbilt a lot, right? Right. Sounds like it, so. Uh, we'll see how that works
3: itself out. Um, I'm sure he'll be an outstanding coach. I've got nothing against him at all, but that's just the beginning of Vanderbilt's problems, and uh, they've got many others.
2: Middle Tennessee football ends at three and six. Jeff, basketball right now is not in the in the best shape either, uh, but I think there's room for optimism in the basketball front. I, I, I certainly hope so. I haven't seen him play, as I said before. It, it, I've been disengaged from it, and it really bothers them to me that I have. I'm not blaming anybody, but I. But I just wish uh, I could be more engaged. We'll see what happens uh, with that kind of thing. Anastasia Hayes, we know, named the Conference USA Player of the Week last week again, and uh, my player. Middle's got some players. We we'll just had to see how it works itself out.
3: Well, I I certainly hate it. I mean, I was uh, uh, I went just about every home game, and uh, uh, and my my wife really enjoys it, and and we have other family members that go and sit with us. And my my great grandson. I, I'm, I'm afraid he's going to find out that they're not going to play. Uh, so don't tell him. He lives in Bellevue, so maybe you won't, you won't tell him. But he loves it. He is crazy about it. And the band and the dance team and the cheerleaders and the game. And he doesn't want to miss any. And he knows it's over with for last season. He knows that. He, but he thinks it's they, coming back at some point. They haven't told him
2: yet that it's actually started <laughs> back. No. Oh, no. No. He's how old? No, he's three and a half. Doesn't read the paper in the morning, does Evidently he? Evidently not. <laughs> Check the box scores? No. Like, he, does anybody really do that anymore? I don't know. First of all, it wouldn't do you any good. There's nothing in the paper. Typically, because of deadlines, if it's a game that's played at 9 o'clock at night, it's not going to be in the paper. That's correct. And the and box
3: score, when, it won't be too long. Now, from now, another few years, where you can say box score to somebody, they won't have any idea what uh, you're I'm talking about. I'm sure there's about. more people
2: listening to it right now that don't know what a box score Probably is. Probably not. But you and I did, didn't we? Do that during baseball season, in particular. I did. you have know, to look at the paper, and every game was right there, and it had Nellie Fox was two for five, and Rocky Colavito was this and that and the other. And I'm talking about people outside my red, big red machine bunch. But uh, check it out and see what was going on. I, in
3: the in the home run year of Maris. And Mantle, I was working at nights in Nashville and living there with my grandmother, and uh, who got me the job. So, I, I'm okay, <laughs> I guess so. I live with her, but anyway, everything was fine. But but I, I, I worked at night, so I came home, and and got out of the car, and there was a Tennessean. And I had the box score, the Yankee box score, There's red banner. Uh, no, Tennessee in the wasn't, morning.
2: Wasn't the banner? Banner was oh, not in the morning. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were coming home late at night. I'm no,
3: sorry. I was coming home early in the Very morning. Early. Okay. early in the morning. Anyway, I checked. I check out Mandel and Maris before. I, it seemed like they homered. Well, not homered every night. Yeah, and it was remarkable. But anyway, that was the box score, which and they had every game, every game, seemingly so. Other than the Dodgers and Giants out on the West Coast, maybe so. I did live in Washington for a while, and you couldn't get good box scores there because all the teams were in the West.
2: All right. I guess we got to get out of here, right? Right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you being Surely. here as always. Surely. Marty Hale will be here tomorrow
1: for All Sports Talk. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insol, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.